I'm Seb. I'm Robbie. And this is Cast Me to Hell. Yeah. So this is our first um, first episode of this, and we are not very good at uh, editing or anything at all. And we don't we don't know how this is going to turn out. But we thought before um, before our friend Dan moves down and, and helps us kind of do it in the studio, we're just gonna we're just gonna have a have a whack at it. Yeah, we're just gonna try and blitz through it and see what comes out the other side. It'll be a lot more uh, well made in the future <laughs> with Dan. Yeah, we are literally just doing this by the skin of our teeth. Um, but we are a horror podcast. We are all about our favourite horror films, everyone's favourite classics, we yeah. may review films, we may do retrospectives, we've definitely got a few of those planned. Yeah, and kind of, we, I mean, how long have we been friends for now? We, I think we met when we were about 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about year nine for yeah, UK. Yeah, year nine. Year nine for UK. Uh, America, I don't know, they have... Because they obviously have high school, don't they? So I don't know. I don't know if that's, how the I don't know. I don't know if that's I freshman know. or I, I don't know. Maybe what someone is. can tell us. Yeah, maybe um, someone can tell us. Um, but yeah, so I think even when we met, when we were about fifteen, we were already kind of full into horror, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. We were like, like, if horror was our go-to, it yeah. was what kind of me and you would talk about more than anything. Yeah. Is straight to the horror film. Straight to the horror. We'd be watching horrors. We'd be doing that kind of stuff. And we kind of wanted to put a podcast together um, because why not? We're, we're two guys in our mid twenties. We might as well have a podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody has Everybody a podcast these days, so we're going to set one up. Um, but we thought it's something that we've kind of we've kind of toyed with the idea of doing for a while. Um, and there's a lot of other good um, horror podcasts out there. You know, you've got stuff like uh, Nightmare on Film Street, Nightlife, a horror podcast. It's a horror podcast. You know, these are some of the ones I listen to. Yeah. And I was kind of like, well, um, I, I like listening to them, but why don't I talk about them with somebody else who loves horror just as much as me? Yeah. So today we thought we'd um, we'd kick off the first episode with five moments or five horror memories that we both kind of... Things that yeah. really made us love horror. Yeah. Not just horror films, but just the whole idea of horror in general. Um, I know a few of my ideas today are definitely more things that have happened to other people that make me love the reaction that they have to horror films. Mine a lot when I was young. Yeah, I've yeah. got a. I've got a few of those. <laughs> Look at my list, man. I yeah, can he's, see been, he's been protective <laughs> yeah. of his list. He doesn't want to ruin the uh, the surprise on my face yeah. when he reads them out. And if you want to kind of get get a grasp of how me and Seb work as kind of people. Uh, Seb's list is printed out <laughs> and it is nice and tidy and orderly. Mine is written on a little bit of notepad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done some I've done some planning here of uh, put things together and Robbie is yeah, just <laughs> fly by. Yeah. Yeah, just do it man. Why don't why don't you kick us off with your number five then? Alright. My number five. So my number five is again as I mentioned about my reaction that other people have to horror films now uh, we have a friend I didn't expect him to come up this soon but he is my number five uh, we have a friend his name we refer to him as Blaze it's not his well that is his real name <laughs> we've already um, mentioned Blaze we yeah, said we wouldn't I say <laughs> I wouldn't but he was on my top five list purely because of when we were younger, I was mad about horror films. I would I had horror boxes, I had Halloween, I had Nightmare on Elm Street. Every, every horror I could find, I was building up. And all I wanted to do was show other people these horror films just to make them see how amazing they were. Um, and our friend Blaze was an absolute... He couldn't take them at all. He was absolutely terrified. <laughs> so... One night, I tried to show him a horror film, and I decided that horror film would be The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, I don't think I've heard this story. <laughs> now, there's one moment in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre when Leatherface rips open the door, and he chases the girl into the room, and it's filled with feathers yeah. and all over the floor, and it's just... It makes you feel kind of sick. And yeah. even though I love horror films, it definitely made you feel that kind of sick. Now, I was watching the film... And I was like, Blaze, you should definitely watch this. And I played it from where I had stopped. And I had just stopped on that scene. And I played that scene to him. And I've never heard 
a male scream in the way that I saw him scream that day. <laughs> he literally screamed and ran out of the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> and following this, now this is all about the reaction that people have for it. He literally told me following that moment that he had nightmares for two weeks just based on that one scene of Texas really? State Massacre. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Shit, yeah. that is the power that horror films can have on some people. Yeah. Now, to me, uh, as later on my list, uh, it showed that I've loved them since I was very small. Yeah. So I, I've never really had that reaction with them. I never was really scared of them. But it always amazed me to see the reaction I could get out of other people with horror films. Yeah, and he's not very good with horror films at all, is he? Yeah. It no. was only It's only recently that he's actually just started watching them. I yeah, think mainly because... We were playing the Friday the 13th game. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't get it. I think slow, yeah, slowly he started to realise that uh, you know, some of them aren't so bad. Some of them I'm still would still scar him for life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was just that. And I just love seeing... I love go, watching films with people who I know are going to have that reaction. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I mean... What the greatest date movies of all time? Now that sounds wrong because Blaze was not my date. <laughs> you might have been. You know, you'd like to play that up as that. That was a bad time to mention it. My next one's more about a date, but a date. But um, it is. They are the best date yeah. films. I remember when um, when me when so so just for people who don't know, um, or well, people who might be listening and don't know me, I obviously played a band. Um, we went and we recorded an EP at the earlier part of the year, and one of the, we stayed in like this this man's um, like Airbnb, um, and it was basically like a student, you know, a student dorm. It was really weird, and me and MPB just decided to put on Insidious: The Last Key uh, for some reason I don't know why, and he he is a jumper. We yeah. we were in a single bed, <laughs> and I was like trying to lie down and get as much off the bed as I can, but I couldn't get on. And every time something would happen, he would just jump. And I don't know if he was scared or if that was just like his body's reaction, you know. And he was kind of like trying to defend himself in case anything should happen. And it was like fight or flight, but he would just be jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that is just what makes it so amazing. Uh, I went with my friend Sean to uh, it, chapter one. <laughs> And uh, literally, he sat, he sat there. He said he wasn't good with horror films. I didn't think I'd get the reaction I did where he literally put his hood up, he wrapped it on it, and he literally sat there, like, barely even looking at the screen, <laughs> just, like, shaking and shivering. And I was just like, wow, holy shit, yeah. this, is, this, a, is, uh, yeah. this is what horror <laughs> films do to some people. Yeah. And it amazes me, and it's such an amazing psychological effect. Yeah. And I don't know any other form, genre of film that does it yeah. and in that way. Sometimes I wish I could still have that when I watch films. It's oh, yeah. like horror films, it's very rarely that I actually do get scared. Mm. But it's still amazing. And I still wish I could kind of have that. Yeah, I think everyone wants to return to that kind of first time yeah. that they felt the real scare felt, of a horror fear. Film. <laughs> yeah, felt that fear or that first time you find out that first time you see a film and you're like, that's the twist. What? Like, yeah. you wish you could get that. And with horror films, you always want that adrenaline rush. Yeah. Right, so on yeah. to your number five. So, my number five, um, and I was actually, this is the one I told you about because I gave you a little, a little tease. Um, so, this took place back in 2001. So, I would have been nine, ten years old. Um, and I don't know if you remember well, because me and Seb both grew up in the in the same village. Uh, we didn't know each other growing up, uh, but there was always this video store. Do you remember it? Um, yeah. Yeah, near yeah. the butchers. Yeah, yeah. And every... Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later as well. But in 2001, Jeepers Creepers came out. And I... Um, so I've got two older brothers, and they they, they were probably about... 12, 13, and 15, maybe. And I think Jeepers Creepers might have been a 15, yeah. maybe. Or might have been an 18, I don't know. But they really wanted to watch Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. And as a family, you know, once a week, we would go to the video store and we would each get to pick a film. So I would get it one week, the next week another brother, next week another brother. Yeah. And <laughs> one of them wanted to watch Jeepers Creepers. And I remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh, this just looks amazing, you know, when you've got the, the Justin Long falls down the yeah, tube. Yeah, down the tube in the and dark. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I 
begged my parents to let me watch it. I was like, please let me watch, you know, Jeepers Creepers. I'm gonna be, I'll be fine, I'll be old enough. And then I was shit scared. And I said this to my mum the other day, do you remember us watching it? And she was like, yeah, that film was horrible. I don't know why I let you watch it. And she was like, she said she was screaming, Joan it. And I remember when it finished, I was crying. <laughs> I was like crying and I was like mum the, the, the creeper's gonna get me and I was literally crying but it was it was incredible man and it is incredible yeah. uh, Jeepers Creepers is definitely one of those that had a big like effect yeah. on me I remember I remember the weird thing is that I, I really don't remember like I remember that one definitely got a reaction out of me and I mean the ending is like you're just sitting there like what the yeah. hell I only remember the opening and the ending I don't remember how they get there or anything like that I, I mean most I of it is it's just a chase movie isn't it it's a car Basically, chase for a lot it's of it's a glorified it. chase yeah it really is uh, but it's really like I think the, the, the body stitched together yeah. inside the tube and that like it just it has images that really impact on your mind that yeah. the first one <laughs> did the sequel and the sequel was very different the yeah, third one is, don't, don't even bother with that one yeah, um, yeah. but um, it was yeah I, it, I just remember yeah. watching it and me and it, it had the impact but I used to play it a different way me and some of uh, my friends always used to play Jeepers Creepers as a game like an How? imagination game <laughs> How? Like, it, it literally was like you're getting chased as a truck it probably was someone pretending to be a truck or something but it literally was like you getting chased around by the creeper and things like that like the, the, we used to turn any any horror film we could into it. we had an amazing thing called Halloween H2O tag where it was literally you had to one person had to walk around like with that slow kind of lip yeah. like Michael and everyone else, literally, a whole, around the whole cul-de-sac, used to have to hide. Yeah. And used to have to hide in bushes, <laughs> hide wherever they could. And if Michael got you, you had, like, free blood bags as, like, lives. Yeah. So, and, like, so if he got you, you're, like, down a blood bag, and then, like, yeah. until literally everyone is out of the game. And we had, like, loads of people playing that game. It was, yeah. like, it was the pinnacle of our imagination where, like, <laughs> a bunch of us were such imaginative kids. We were just, like, loving this kind of horror-themed tag yeah. game, just scaring the shit out of people. And it literally was exhilarating where you'd hide in a bush and you're, like, someone, like, walking by and you're, like, trying to stay silent. <laughs> you're, like, oh, shit, I'm gonna die. It's like a six-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. just walking past, stalking you down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, anyway, like... Yeah. The, that is Jeepers Creepers were the one that like formed that. Uh, just, oh, I don't know why, but it was just so good about it that it was just the the creature himself was just so like wow. Yeah, and it was I think um, it it was one of the first horror films of the early two thousands that had that kind of big impact on things. Yeah, if I meant if I remember it right, you saw posters for it everywhere because I don't think something like it had been quite done. And I think the, the 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 twist that it is a creature was so well hidden. Yeah. It wasn't until a bit in the film where he sees. Yeah, you, li up. you literally thought it, it it's was, just it a was dude. sold kind of like as a chase in a way yeah. as well as like a chase movie with like, uh, like all I can think of in my head is Steven Spielberg did one called Jewel, and it was that <laughs> style, like a truck chasing two people for no for yeah. no apparent reason, but that song, you know, Jeepers Creepers playing. But I mean, it is. I think a lot of the impact of that film comes down to that ending because it is. It was a haunting. Like, it wasn't expected either, was it? No, it wasn't. You were li out of the two as well. You actually expected more likely that she was weirdly yeah. enough. You didn't expect a final girl situation. You actually expected it looked like she was going. And it's, yeah. Oh shit! He's good. Like I think as well as the fact that you knew him more. You'd he was him on the right. He was on the right. So it was like just a lot. Like and then there he is at the end. His body like hanging. Oh, Hello. you see, you see, yeah, you see the, the eyes, eyes, don't you? Oh, yeah, and it, I was it, it matches up with where do you get those eyes, and then yeah. there it is, like, and I was terrified. That man. was terrible. Like that creeped the hell out of me. Yeah. I was like, I don't normally get very creeped out, but that was yeah, horrible, man. But I still love the film. Oh, I love the film. Yeah. It, it was, it's great. It was very creepy. Um, so back to you, Seb. Number four. Number four. Okay, this is uh, another one for reaction. Before I get into my youth days. Uh, this is with my uh, fiance Charlotte. We were in university and we had a little date night and we watched Insidious for okay, the first yeah. time. I'd never seen it before. This was a few hours, a uh, few years after it was released. And 
I actually hadn't watched Insidious originally because I had a weird little uh, gr I had a weird little grudge against Insidious because I'm such a big uh, Scream fan and Insidious was part of the reason that Scream 4 underperformed at oh, the box office because it, it kind of hit it at the same time yeah. and, and I also I'm not the biggest supernatural horror fan so I don't yeah, I don't always get as drawn like I, I, I would choose a slasher over it any day I prefer the, the more real to supernatural I didn't think it would be very good I loved the film and Charlotte had plenty of great reactions of fear <laughs> throughout the time but the thing that made me that made it onto my list was more what happened afterwards. Now, once the film had finished, I was like, "Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty good film." I was like, "I was like, I actually enjoyed that way more than I expected." Darth Maul, weird yeah. creature included. <laughs> Darth um, and um, after it, Charlotte uh, was really scared, and she she was like, "I don't even want to go upstairs to the toilet." And I was like, "Okay, so I, like like I'll be waiting here at the bottom of the stairs." At which point I decided to run and grab a white sheet. <laughs> now, just to clarify, I'm not grabbing a white sheet to be a ghost. Not for any other reason <laughs> I might think of yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be dark, really. <laughs> really dark, yeah. Um, and I, I grabbed a sheet in the most classic fashion ever and decided to stand in the kitchen. And this was in our university house. So we lived with five other people. So Charlotte comes down the stairs... And I go just standard Michael Myers, just stood there, completely still. Old school. In the dark, just in the kitchen, enough in the distance that I was just like, she's going to kind of spot it, but not. But I never in my wildest dream imagined the reaction I got when she walked down the stairs and the scream was like, it was like scream queen level. It was really? like Laurie Stroh, <laughs> you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. It was like that high pitch, like terrified for her life. <laughs> and straight away it was like, Oh shit, like maybe I've taken this too far. All of my housemates come running out of their rooms, like, what the hell's going on? It was that kind of blood curdling <laughs> scream, as if someone had just been killed right yeah. in front of her, or, like, or as if she'd come back downstairs and found me dead. And it was just like, it, it was purely built on the hype that the film had created. I was just like, oh, maybe, like, because this film was built up so much, I wonder how much it would take to scare her. I did not expect that kind of reaction but again that's purely on there because it's just one of my favourite reactions to go from scared in a horror film to how that can continue after the film is such an amazing effect yeah I mean I'm and I um I didn't know that about Insidious coming out at the same time as Scream 4 mm. for some reason I don't seem to put them as being out oh, yeah, they were both out in brain. 2011 yeah and it was uh yeah and the only reason I was is because I was really into like box office numbers because I used to be part of a, a group that like uh, tracked box office numbers. They did it was like a game where basically you predicted who was going to come out on top on bottom for box office numbers. Yeah, and you would actually get prizes and stuff. Okay. Like, and I was part of it, and um, yeah, and so that's why I was like so into like the numbers and stuff <laughs> like that. And then I realised that Screen Four actually didn't do that well, and therefore, and that was more because at the time there was discussion that there would be a new trilogy not just a single film and I was like if this one underperforms there's not going to be and yeah. as you'll find out later Scream is a big reason for yeah. why I love horror films yeah I know man Bobby let's go to your number four so my number four um, it's not horror films in particular although they did later become uh, I wouldn't call them horror films um, they did become action films um is the Resident Evil remake in 2002. So I remember um, all the way I was growing up, yeah. me, uh, my brother Dan, and my brother's Chris, we would always be playing, you know, video games. Always be Sega Mega Drive. And then I think somebody got a Dreamcast, or we got, you know, we got the PS1. And the games that I remember most are Metal Gear Solid, just because it was so mind melting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And the Resident Evil ones. Yeah. Uh, I remember Resident Evil Two the most. There was a there was a shop near the Gloucester bus station, and I think it burnt down eventually. But it used to be a video game store, yeah. and I remember going in there. And this is such a clear memory in my mind. But I remember Resident Evil Two had just come out, so this would have been nineteen ninety eight, and they had a massive cardboard cutout of one of the zombie cops. And it was so detailed and so grisly. 
Um, so horrible. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. I was terrified. And then eventually they remade the uh, the first one on GameCube in 2002. And I was too terrified to play them. I couldn't play them. I was I tried to, like when my brother w- was away, or when people, you know, when when it was just me in the house. Yeah. I would try and play them, but I was just I was so afraid that I would like just stop <laughs> and just like hide. Um, but I always remember the opening. Um, the opening part where you you see the zombie eating part of part of a Bravo team, and you know it's got like that green like wet shirt on, and yeah. it's like a bold, and it's yeah. eating, and then it turns around. <laughs> I always remember that, and I was terrified. And whenever I, and I I've always had like a really overactive imagination, and when I would go to bed after watching my brother play it. I'm, I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd be so terrified. And I would pull the covers down, you know, to look out. And I would see myself in the Spencer Mansion. And I would see that zombie still, like, turning around and looking at me. And I would I would stay up all night because I just couldn't sleep. And it was so horrible. And I, I only... I, I, could, I couldn't play them on... I couldn't play Resident Evil, the remake. I couldn't play it until... I got it on PS3 when I was about 20, and I was like, oh, this is, this is scary, <laughs> but it's not, that yeah, it's not that bad, and I could kill them, but yeah. I always remember that. I, I remember um, my brother Chris getting the um, uh, Resident Evil 4 GameCube and getting that in 2004, and I remember, you know, I remember fighting the villagers and Dr. Salvador with a chainsaw yeah, and yeah. him cutting your head off and that kind of stuff. But nothing ever came, like, came close to just the terror of that one. No. It was so grim, man. The, the early Resident Evil, because it was such like a slow-paced kind of game, but it really did those... The, the first two especially, it built up where you're just walking around so like slowly. I remember partially that I... I, I didn't really have the patience when I first tried to <laughs> yeah. play those ones. Because it was just too... It was too like... The click, clack, click, clack, yeah. click. But... It was still built up the suspense. The suspense in those games yeah. are just amazing. Like the, but in those first two, especially like because it was such a new fit, like it was such a new kind of era, that ho- that real horror in the games. And you were like walking around this little corner, and I think you just you really did. If you were just playing by yourself, you just really get drawn into it. It really is a whole horror. Like yeah. it just builds you into that world. It's just really, atm- it's just pure atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and um, there was there was things that the two thousand and two remake did. So it you know before you could just kill the zombies. Great. This time, if you didn't burn them, they came back as crimson heads, and they would run at you and scream. And it was like there was you know now nowadays a lot is in the promotional material. You know you yeah. and the the previews, and you know what you're getting. Back then, I don't remember hearing or seeing any of it. And it was just, it was terrifying, man. <laughs> you know? And to this day, I was just like... Ugh. And when I was doing this list, this was one of the ones that was so easy for me. Because it's just so such so in my mind. See it in your brain. I could, yeah, I can see it. I can see me being like 10. And like lying in my bed and like shaking. Yeah. And probably crying. <laughs> when I was... When I was putting together these lists, to be fair, I didn't even think of horror films. And one of my favourite horror-based memories is with a video game, and that is all of us playing Until Dawn. Ah, is this your number three? This is th- no, this isn't my number. Oh. Three. I forgot. I didn't even think about video games oh. when I was coming to this. I literally didn't think about it for my little list here. I was going to say that'd be such a nice segment. Until Dawn. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lovely segment. Yeah, I mean, it would be really professional. We're not that, we're not that nicely professional. No. But that moment uh, when we all, me, Rob, and many of our other friends, yeah. played, stayed up all night, start to finish, played yeah. Until Dawn. In fact, we did that twice. Yeah, we did. We did it twice because it was so good. And it was... <sighs> yeah. We were all so invested. Everyone was taking turns going yeah. around. But... I've never like we've never all been so into that with a horror film. Yeah. It has it doesn't br- it didn't bring you in as much as a horror game could bring yeah. everyone into it. Yeah. We were all drawn it. Even people who didn't like horror films, they could Playing. they were still getting scared by yeah. parts of it, and yet they were still like, I want to take this on. And not only that, like that game, not to the level of Resident <laughs> Evil, but 
it did build in that like intense like yeah. you've got to get this if you don't get this done you're dead like it get it brought yeah. you into that intense like motion like you were saying yeah. like with in Resident Evil like the fact that you had to burn otherwise and you had to be quick about it as well you had to do that like you know what I mean it yeah. was like oh my god we've got to yeah so yeah. that would have been a lovely segue into free <laughs> but that is not my free um, yeah so to segue into my free <laughs> my number three is watching Halloween for the first time okay uh, it was a classic I was by myself in my house uh, no one else was there. I I think I watched it a bit later than I possibly should, but I was still f- I was still fairly long. Now I can't remember the exact year because this was just literally watching it on TV one night and sitting down and being like, oh, I've heard that's good. Didn't expect it to be as good as I. <laughs> I sat down. I was by myself, and it's not the whole film that I remember, but what got seared into my brain is that opening. Yeah. That opening of the film, where you just have no idea where you're following the young Michael which you don't know you don't know it's a child no you don't and you're following it through and just that point of view where you're going through the house and you see him grab the knife and like watching everything and really stalking his sister through the house just that scene it's just to me it is the perfection of opening scenes of a horror film yeah it's it's definitely one of them it's up there so much it's just like the second that you have the reveal, like I was drawn in straight away. Like I hadn't planned to go and watch that. I just happened to come across it just at the opening. I was just like, oh, wow. Like The second it had me, and the second his mask was revealed and it was a child, I was like, I was drawn in. I was like, <laughs> where's this film going? Because I am so drawn in. And I know for a lot of people, um, I mean, this is still, we were still, like me and you watching films in the, the late 90s to the early 2000s. So technically... We were not brought up on that like slow pace. Like no, the nineties and early two thousands horror was over the top gore, but also like it was a it bit was, schlocky. It was mainly yeah. teen horror. It was yeah. it was a very teen horror era. Definitely. Or like Blair Witch had basically, or you had oh, any man. man- yeah. manner of supernatural ripoffs from Blair Witch. Yeah, or, and I think you you had like you said you had all those teen films like um, I I know what you did last summer and its sequels. Uh, Scream Valentine. <laughs> oh yeah, what what was it? It was not my bloody Valentine, is it? Is no, it's it? just Valentine. Yeah, it yeah. was um, David been... Boreanaz. Yeah, you know, Angel. Out, yeah, Angel out of Angel. <laughs> angel out of Angel. And uh, yeah, it, I, I always remember when she eats the chocolates and it's got the worms and the mouths. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was very it was almost like by the number slashers. Literally was. And like, then as soon as Blair Witch came out and stormed the world, it was. Oh, let's, we're doing found footage films now. You yeah. know, that's what we're doing. We're starting to do that. Yeah. And then that's when, two, in 2000 especially, that's when it started yeah. to really off with a number of, what I would say, mainly terrible. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember many found footage ones that I've ever enjoyed. But, yeah, back to Halloween. That was, it was a slow-paced, it built the suspense. And it was all about the suspense. It's not like... I think you look back in that film and you think there's a ton of death and it's not. No. But it is just all it's build up and it's that suspense and just like with just like mentioned with your video goes a second ago, that suspense was a major part of why yeah. I love horror films. That build up, that slow build and a lot of them do not do it very well. I gotta no. be honest. Few get it the perfect balance. You've got a good horror film when they've managed to do it, and it's not just jump scares and the modern style of jump scares mainly created just by noises and then it's actually like then you look after the back and you're like I was only scared because of a noise like, yeah. it wasn't the full impact of a yeah. suspenseful it was scare. a pan dropping yeah it was just like a basic it was like your paranormal activity where you've just got yeah. banging things and the camera's shaking a bit or the, yeah. something's just moving it's, it, it's cheap yeah it's I mean, not that level of craft yeah and I'd never for me Halloween is just one of those ones where if there was a horror film that should be considered for things like Oscars or Academy Awards, the the filmmaking in that film, it, to me, is that kind of level. Yeah. It is that kind of classic. It is there like it's incredible? Isn't it, it is just the film, the fact, the fact that he did the music, and the music is so impactful. Yeah, John Carpenter is incredible, man. Yeah, and I think everything musically that John Carpenter 
like puts his hand to is incredible. Mm. And I know we can talk all day about um, Halloween. Uh, so let's not yeah, get too we will, we will touch. We yeah. will touch back on that. <laughs> Halloween will definitely be coming up later. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, one one thing, um, embarrassingly, um, the first Halloween film I ever saw was Halloween Resurrection. Because Chris had it on DVD, and I was like, "Oh, I've heard about this. I've heard about Michael Myers. I've heard it's like, you know, it's like a classic." Yeah. And I was like, "Halloween Resurrection," and then I was treated to the likes of um, was it um, Tyra Banks is in it? Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks and, and Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, the classic <laughs> yeah. martial artist that is Buster Rhymes in that film, well, well known for his uh, kicking the hat, you know, kicking Michael's ass. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, and I watched it, and I thought. What? <laughs> I was like, what have I That's what? enough reason to make you think that Halloween films are awful in general. I was like, I what? I think mine wasn't, my Halloween wasn't the first Halloween film I saw. I'm fairly certain it was H2O, which yeah, that, is a good, still a good horror film, but I'd never watched the really older ones. And I think for some people, again, that stereotype that, oh, it was made in the 70s, it probably like really likes. Because yeah, you've, you've got your great 70s and 80s horror, and then you've got your. You've not yeah. hasn't really you know has the test of time is yeah. not there. Well, I mean, my number three, and um, I still I still really enjoy this film, um, and I find the film itself is is great. Um, we we will cover it later. I know we've already discussed it, but my number three memory is watching Saw for the first time with my brother Dan. Um, and this was in 2004 again so maybe 12 13 years old um and the thing that i really loved was when you were like 12 13 when we were growing up it wasn't like oh there's a new film coming out i'm gonna get it on like pirate bay you know (laughs) oh i'm gonna i'm gonna stream it on youtube or something like that you the only way that you could watch these films i mean you probably could stream them but i didn't have internet i still had dial up <laughs> when i was thinking of the memory because what happened yeah, yeah. probably could have got on to red bay or pirate could. bay or <laughs> but we, i had dial up still <laughs> you know? and um so i borrowed this film on dvd from my friend kingsley he was telling me about it and it was one of those films that had come out yet again it shocked it i already knew what happened because i think everybody knew what happened it was called Saw. the The front cover of it, I think, was black with a blue leg, yeah. that had, a blue ankle that had been sawed off. You yeah. knew what was going to happen. The whole thing was, this guy has to saw his leg off, and, and you know. And I remember it was so. It was. It felt like I had something, like, dirty, when I got it. My, you know what I mean. I, I um. Kingsley brought it in. He'd snuck it out of his his uh, stepdad's collection. It was collection. like your porn. It was, like, it was like porn. Yeah, <laughs> like he'd he'd snuck it away from his stepdad's collection, and he was like, you know, get it back as soon as possible because I don't want him to know that I've taken it, and then I have to keep it in my bag. And I would get home from school about half three. My parents would get home about half five, and me and Dan we went through periods of watching films like. So for two weeks we watched like Forrest Gump straight. I don't know why. <laughs> and and I came home and I was like, I've got saw. So we watched it. We turned, you know, we um we closed the curtains, and we watched it, and we were both like stuck to it. And the thing that I think separates, I mean, like I said, we're going to talk about saw later. But the thing that really separates saw from the rest of the franchise, I think, is apart from the dude sawing his leg off. There's not much gore in there. It reminds no. me of it reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it reminds me of Halloween. In you don't you don't see much blood. All you see is people in shit, scary situations and fast editing. Yeah. You know, you see it, like the dude who has to crawl through the barbed wire. You don't you know you yeah. don't see any it, blood. It's, it's 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 very much, and I feel like part of what inspired that film is very much. Uh, you know, seven. David yeah. Finch is seven. Yeah. It's very much in that style. It's not. Yeah. It's not over the top. It. It's not that kind of um, gore porn. It, yeah. For, you know, torture porn. Torture porn. Yeah. It's a lot of it is. It's just editing. And everybody was saying, you know, this is the, you know, this is the bloodiest film ever. Mm. You know, some people have to crawl through barbed wire, and people have to fucking cut through someone's stomach for a key. You don't see any. Of you that. don't. No, you don't. And you, you see very little blood. I mean, when you when you see him cut his leg off, it you 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 know that's 
grim and, and that's gory but it was it was one of those moments where i watched it and it was like it, it was like a culture thing you know yeah. everybody was talking about saw yeah. and i remember this is how i know i had dial up because i watched the film I took it out, I put it in my bag, because I didn't want my parents to see me with this, like, 18 DVD, <laughs> yeah. this, ba- you know, I felt dirty, and then I, I remember I went, and I took the dial-up out, because obviously you had to take it out to make a phone call, and I phoned my friend as soon as I watched it, and I said, I've just finished watching Saw, and we spoke about it for about 15, 20 minutes, we were like oh my god and he was like did you realize you know did you think that he was going to be there at the end you know because jigsaw's in there yeah he was like did you did you notice that i was like no way Mm. and we were talking about it and we were like oh god would you have been i remember saying like would you have been able to get out of the you know when the dude's got the candle and he's covered in the flammable stuff and he has to get the code we were like (laughs) how would you do that and i was like i don't know (laughs) and it was one of those things where it was like yeah it was a moment in time where i don't know it felt like everybody was talking about Saw. All the kids at my school were like, yeah. have you seen it, Saw? We like, have the, there's those moments in horror films that are like the cultural moments yeah. where people are like, this is it. You know, Blair Witch. Ha- yeah, Halloween started like a craze of different like slasher movies. Yeah. You've got yeah Blair Witch, of course, that started all the found footage. Yeah. Scream revitalised yeah, uh, you know, for a long time, but sadly led to many teen poorly rip-offs, yeah. just like many of them did. <laughs> and Saw did the same thing of really bringing that, well, as they called it, torture porn, but I'd say it wasn't torture porn until Saw a couple wasn't. of sequels. The first yeah. Saw, not to talk too much about it, but the first Saw is such a better made film than all of the rest of the franchise. It yeah. literally, it didn't seem, and the reason I was thinking of David Fincher's Seven is because it's like as if they intended for it to be that kind of high... That's the way I get it. High, not, I would say like highbrow, but it's got, it's it's that thriller, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it's more of a, I'd almost call it more of a thriller yeah. than a full-on horror, in yeah, a way. Yeah, um, but the sequels are horror purely because of that level yeah. of gore that comes out. And you got some, de- you got, you had some decent performances as well, didn't you? You didn't. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Good rip. <laughs> Obviously, rip in Saw, yeah. <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> Touch wood. But you know, and I can never remember the name of um, of Doctor Lawrence, but he was good. The oh, Car- uh, Car- Carrie L. I can't say his name properly. Yeah. L- uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. um, Mr. Princess Bride. And then obviously, yet again, I can't remember his name. Um, the Adam, uh, the one, you know, the, the the photographer, the one, the other one who's chained up in the room, who's oh, one of the writer and directors. Oh, is it? Yeah, he works with James Wan. Because I didn't realise Saw is ah. a James Wan film yeah. until, you know, only recently. And it, yeah, it felt much more of like a thriller and it felt more of like one of those things where it's like, Oh, instead of it being like, you know, seek, I want to play a game. You know, you've, I don't know, you've abused people all your life. Now you have to rip your eyes out. Yeah. It was more it like... It didn't feel like, but it didn't yeah. feel like it was just an excuse to say, oh, here's this, now here's a horrible torture. Yeah. This is a torture. This yeah, is this a is purely just for the torture. The, those ones, didn't, they literally felt like they, as if they wanted them to go through yeah. some kind of mental, physical torture in a different way. It was psychological more yeah. than it was pure gore. Uh, but yeah, mentioning the ending, like I remember not Incredible. thinking it was going to be like this was wasn't going to be that great. I got the same thing where I took it off my dad's shelf when I went to visit my dad. I snuck it off the shelf <laughs> one day when he was out. I watched it. I didn't think it like I, but I wasn't expecting much from it. And then I remember when it got to that end and then just being like, and that the haunted bit is that him screaming as it goes yeah. black. That is like and it's horrible, man. You just—that's worse. It's one of those where sometimes in horror films it is so much worse when you don't see what happens. Like Dennis Reynolds says, and the I'm, implication. Yeah, the implication. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, and that's that's why the first one as well I think worked better because, as you said, it cuts. But in your head, it doesn't what cut. Yeah. Your mind is building it in. If you've got an yeah. imagination, your mind is suddenly like, oh, do you remember seeing it? And then it's like. No, that didn't happen. But yeah. It did in your head. Yeah. And that is what makes it more quality yeah. than the other ones, where it's just like, oh, okay, that was there's those fake guts films. Uh, yeah. Well. It's, it's like not as scary as it no. was in the like not that the first one was a, a really scary horror film, but, but it, psychologically it, it got you. Yeah. And it had and just last thing to say on it before we go to your number two. It I can't think of a horror film in, in recent years 
that isn't a sequel, remake, anything like that, that has such iconic music. Mm, to yeah. the Saw theme, you know? Yeah. I would put that up there with Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and The Fog and all that kind of stuff yeah. as iconic horror music. Yeah, no, but definitely. Over to you for number two, Sebi. Right, my number two, talking of uh, this one again, this one mentions my dad like I was mentioning a second ago. <laughs> so, um, we start with, this is the first time I saw Scream. Okay. Uh, and building off of that, so I saw Scream on a Halloween night. So it was on TV one night. So after we'd all gone trick or treating, a bunch of us went back to the ha- back to my house, and we all watched Scream. And I remember I was all sitting there on edge purely because like everyone was like, "Who is it? Who is it?" Like that is something you don't get. Yeah. Again, like it is that classic. They brought in that classic murder mystery Agatha Christie who done it into like a Halloween style yeah. suspense or thriller. And that's what works so amazingly about that film. Now, there's loads of aspects about Scream I talk about, and I'm going to talk minimally about yeah. it. Yeah, because, well, we're going to do a Scream episode. We are going to do a Scream episode. Scream is, that is really, the first one where I've really been like, oh my God, I want to get all of these films. Like, mm. I want to find out, I want to find out. And Scream was, because Scream was such a bank of so many horror films, I was like, I didn't know the answer to the questions at the start. Yeah. You know, you know who was the murderer in the first Friday the 13th? Yeah. Mrs. Voorhees, never seen it, so I had no fucking clue. I was like, what? So I was like, I need to go and find out what that is. I need to go and find out Michael Myers. I need to find out all of this. So that kind of started that. So this is the first VHS that I ever actually um, was able... (laughs) Well, I didn't purchase it. (laughs) I was going to say, how did you get away with it? Things were bought for me. But this is the first one I ever remember requesting. The VHS, the videotape. (laughs) For those out there, some people may listen to it. What the fuck is what is a VHS? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. a videotape. It's a the classic. You'd have to rewind it with yourself with your finger if, yeah. you didn't have, if your rewind button didn't work. Um, and I, I got my dad to buy me Scream. Now he yeah. didn't look at it properly. I just oh, put man. it on. <laughs> I put it on the desk as he was paying, and he was like, and I, because it was on, it, it was one of those HMV like on sale ones. They, like and this was. <laughs> six pence. This, I'll have that. This was literally, I believe, about two thousand. I think it was maybe nineteen ninety nine. I definitely remember that because I remember going through them, and I was going through all of the films the same year that Scream Three came out, which was two thousand. Yeah, uh, but I can't remember if I saw Scream maybe the f- f- previous year, and. My, my dad didn't realise what he was buying for me. Now, he'd let me see a horror film before. He'd let me see I Know What He Did Last Summer uh, when he'd been watching it with my brother. But he yeah. never would have given me the VHS to actually be like, you could take this home and watch this all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, for your own entertainment. And although Scream didn't uh, scare me so much, as much as it like intrigued me with all those things, there are plenty of good jump, jump scares in there. Um, it did have an effect on me, probably from rewatching it a million times. Because I will admit that to this day, I still can't let anybody touch near my throat because I <laughs> seriously like I was. I sometimes I have been sat in the cinema and I get a bit like when someone sat behind me like watching a horror film because I literally in the back of my head my over imagination goes off and suddenly I'm thinking, what if someone just decides to like slice my throat <laughs> like. <laughs> like the like Kenny the yeah. video in the that's yeah. the effect I had on me not just that one in the third one the guy gets his and it's just like it's so violent I just like it always made me like, so if anyone wants to kill me out there my worst fear is getting my neck sliced yeah. or burnt to death so yeah. <laughs> whoever's out there but then I'm um, more prepared for that aren't you <laughs> I am very prepared that would be the hardest way to get <laughs> exactly um, I, I don't remember the first time I watched Scream I remember um, I remember what I think my one of my brothers had them on DVD um, and it was around the time that Scream 3 got released yeah the only way I know that I'd seen it and it's one of those films where I wish I could watch it again for the first time oh yeah because absolutely. it's because it, yeah, the the way in which I know I had seen Scream was because the first time I watched Scary Movie, I <laughs> I didn't get all of the stuff about I know what you did last summer, but I got all of the Scream references. Yeah, you know, and I was like, I've I get, I know that because I've watched Scream. Yeah, but I don't know when I I don't remember watching it for the first time. That's like my that's my gauge of that's how what I remember I mean, yeah. watching it. I, for a lot of people, 
the first scream is ruined by the first scary movie. They don't find it scary, they don't find it fake, and they already knew who the killers were going to be because it's because so implied in that. Yeah. Even though they don't use the same names, you straight away knew who it was. I know loads of people who weren't scared of... They were like, they thought Scream was crap, and a lot of people who actually mixed up scary <laughs> movie and Scream as films, and they were like, that wasn't scary, that, you know, that yeah. was funny or something like oh, that. Man. The first scary movie is, I still think it's funny. Oh, it was good. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I like the first so scary movie. I, I had a, I could, I could watch the first few of them. But, um, yeah, my dad bought me that without realizing Now, my dad never actually caught on to it, but, I mean... That he did catch on to a different one, so he nearly caught me out. But instead, I managed to divert to what my brother had got. Now, my dad hadn't actually looked at what my brother had got. Wow. He bought him it again. So he wasn't exactly on top form that, that day, you know, <laughs> parents and wife. But um, he brought my brother South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh, man. Yeah. And he never watched it. Now, luckily, I managed to divert <laughs> because my brother was talking about how funny it was and how fit. And, Everyone oh, yeah. was obsessed with yeah, that again, film. It took culture. Yeah. Didn't it? And not, you know, not at all horror, so not touching on it too much. But I said to my brother, "You should, you should. It's so, it is so funny. You should let Dad watch it." He let my dad watch it, and that was the worst mistake he made <laughs> because when my dad watched it, and if you've seen South Park, you know how oh, man. inappropriate it is for anyone, and well, probably anyone under yeah, I'd <laughs> say and, you know, fifteen yeah. under there. It's got some fifteen's all right, under fifteen. Yeah, you know, you, you don't understand the references to uh, Uncle Fucker or the giant clitoris until you're <laughs> yeah. of a certain yeah. age. But yeah. um, the second my dad watched it, he would just took it away from my brother and I got to hide away and keep my scream <laughs> hidden far away. I took it away from him. Dastardly. Dastardly boy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so your number two. My number two is, yeah, again, it's very, um, it's similar. It's it's based around that video store yet again in, um, in Churchtown. Might even, no, because you bought yours at HMV, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that would have been strange. <laughs> but it was, yeah, every um, every week, me and my family, we would go to the local video store and we would each get, you know, I, I keep saying each get, but I mean each week, one yeah, of us each would week, choose well, Yeah, it's a so we classic week, family yeah. format. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my brother picks one and then the next week I pick one, next week the other brother. And... Um, when we were, you know, we would we were just let allowed to just go and look around and kind of look at stuff. And whilst whoever was making their choice, I would always go to the horror section, and I would always look at the films. Obviously, I couldn't rent them because I was pro like this is before two thousand, you know. Yeah. So I was probably about five, six, maybe. <laughs> so and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't rent these at all I couldn't even you know no, no. I remember, <laughs> I remember going in that shop and always looking like Charles yeah. Play and all those and yeah. just be like oh, wow and <laughs> yeah I would look at the cover because the covers for them were so cool and they were so vibrant and then I would look at the back and you know it had a brief summary and then it had some screenshots from the actual films so I would be you know I'd be looking at them and I'd be reading all about all of these films and I would be making up the stories in my head based around what I would, you know, based around what I was seeing. And there's always one which stuck out, and I've never watched it, and I've heard it's like a really, like, schlocky film from the 80s, you know. It's quite, like, exploitation and a bit shit. But it was The Toolbox Murders. Okay, yeah. And I always remember, I would always read The Toolbox Murders, and I'd make it up in my head. And I think, like, the, the main villain in it had, like like a deformed head or something <laughs> in my mind he had a deformed head and he looked like all melted almost a bit like a Cenobite yeah, and, yeah and he had like a drill where was the toolbox murders you know he had a toolbox that he used to murder people it wasn't exactly I like I feel like I've heard of it I, although I think I remembered thinking it was kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Mask thing but I don't think it was I remember I, I know it's based in an apartment block and it's about somebody in the apartment block killing the other residents. Yeah, That's all I know. I've heard of it before. I thought I heard of it in reference to it based on a true story. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe really like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could be way off here. We, yeah. we need to find this film and watch it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> An update on this. Yeah. 
films um, we always yeah. wanted to see but never did and, and war- warning if you move into a new place and there's a, a man with a toolbox <laughs> and a deformed head you know probably stay away from him yeah but I always remember based that. on your imagination <laughs> yeah, of this film more than the actual film yeah that is, that's an official government warning um, and I remember this because I always I don't know why I always used to rent the same film um, and I couldn't remember the name of it for years and I <laughs> I would always rent Homeward Bound. <laughs> Michael McCall, Michael the J. Incredible Fox. Journey. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, incredible the, the dogs. The dogs. Yeah. And Michael Fox voiced a dog. Yeah. And I don't remember the, anything of the film, but every time it was my choice, so every three weeks, I'd be like, I want to watch Homeward Bound. <laughs> I'd look at the horror films, and then I'd be like, okay. I've seen what I want, and now I'm going to have Homeward Bound. I would like to watch all of those films. <laughs> and Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember what happened. All I remember is somebody gets stuck on a raft, maybe, and is going down a river, and Michael J. Fox voicing a dog might save them. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to our horror podcast. Yeah. Talking about Homeward <laughs> Bound. The terrifying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and I always remember that. And there are so many of those covers because obviously the you know the video shop closed down rep video shop very sad day yeah and so then we went to blockbuster you know the, the big one and i was and the section there was even rip bigger that as well. <laughs> yeah rip, rip blockbuster, yeah, rip blockbuster <laughs> but i would always go in there and I, yet again now there was a bigger section to look at dvds never quite had the same appeal Maybe because I got older and I could actually like watch these films now. Yeah. But something about the video cases, and I remember there seeing was, yeah. seeing the case for stuff like Lake Placid. I always remember that with the woman swimming in the big crocodile's mm. mouth, and I was just like, wow, you know, yeah. I would love it. I remember, and I remember having my, a conversation because I went to see my parents um, a couple of days ago, and I told them about you know renting jeepers creepers and they were and my mum was like no you know and she was like oh don't say that on the podcast because they'll ring social services and I was like no I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a child anymore I can't be taken away from you you know I don't live with you so what are they going to do social services time travel yeah. department will now be taking you away yeah they won't come back and take me away but I was telling her that and I was like and I said, I can't remember if it was a 15 or an 18. And my mum was like, there is no way we would have rented an 18 for you. And we wouldn't have let you, being 9, 10, watch an 18. And I was like, yeah. But then at the same, around the same age, yeah. I remember watching Predator and Terminator with my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my, and, I was, and my dad was like, no, nah, they're not 18s. So I was like, yeah, they're 18s, no, they're dad. And, was, and my dad's justification was, well, Terminator's not that bad. <laughs> And I was like, maybe not nowadays, but to a child. Yeah, digging inside (laughs) of his flesh and pulling his eye. Yeah, and cutting his eye out and all that kind of stuff. I just gunning a whole police station down. A child can watch that. I do think with Jeepers Cruiser, it was a 15 because it's another one of those, it's it's more in your head. Like yeah, you don't, you don't you don't really see people really die. It's more lights flashing. And yeah, but apart from that body hanging at the end and the body sewn together, I, d- I would probably say it would pass for a fifteen because it, it's not full on blood and, and gore. He, he swoops a lot of people away. Yeah, he does. He swoops <laughs> and he and the bit with the police in the station I know is a lot of flash and bang. Yeah, and you don't really see what happens and then taken away. Yeah, so, they gave him all the weapons in the second one, didn't they? Yeah, so yeah. I think it, yeah, Possibly. the second could one have been a more, 15, but. Yeah, I, but yeah, we will track down toolbox murders. We will and homeward bound. Homeward <laughs> bound. <laughs> we'll bring that to you. Yeah, uh, we will review them uh, in the depth. horror version of Homeward Bound. <laughs> homeward Bound retrospective. <laughs> yeah. So, what to you for the number one? The number one is uh, oh, so this one takes me right back to my youth. So uh, this is uh, actually when I first. Uh, in the first time I moved to Gloucester uh, when I was young, uh, very young. Uh, we moved here when I was about four year, three, four years old. Where did you live before? Uh, we were in Germany. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so when I was very oh, little, I, I never knew even be one or two years old uh, before that. And uh, this is in the first few years. I lived in on the, in Innsworth. There is a, uh, now it's the Imgen Barracks, but it used to be an RAF camp, yeah. RAF Innsworth. Um, and just to give you closer to my address, so you can find me and kill me <laughs> Track you down by again. slicing my throat. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I remember my brother and his mate were having a sleepover, 
and uh, they were messing around, like, ah, you know, normal playing football inside the house, um, and they decided they were going to watch some films, and they watched. At this point, I believe I was about four or five years old. Now, this is a very early memory for me, but this one is sewn into my head. There's only a few yeah. of those that last. That's why but next this one, one is sewn into my head. As well. um, and I remember uh, sneaking downstairs, hiding behind the sofa, and watching. And they didn't, they wouldn't be very observant. They probably knew I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched um, Alien, and I just remember sat there. Oh, and man. for a four hour, you'd think I'd be absolutely shit scared out of my head. But this is the this is really the time where it brought to me that for some reason, don't know whether I'm a partial psychopath or something <laughs> like that, yeah. I wasn't really that scared. And I think Alien is a pretty scary, suspenseful film. Yeah. I remember being on I remember being like exhilarated watching the, this film and being like, Wow, like what's that? Like, well, like I don't remember like the parts of it, I just remember that feeling that yeah. that always made me want to watch horror films. I always used to get out, again, these are videos, and you know, yeah. I remember we had a bunch of them, and I used to get them out, and I would watch them, and when there was, a, I'd try to get out the horror ones, and we had some of the, probably some of the more, more cruder ones, like, <laughs> like Silence of the Lambs would have probably been back then, like, um, and yeah, I remember Silence of the Lambs as well, I remember Sir Anthony Hopkins in that role, and although it's more of a thriller than yeah. the to horror, a kid. it's got some horrific scenes yeah, in it basically. and it's psychologically for a kid to watch Science of the Land you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. dancing and Homeward Bound <laughs> Homeward Bound of course you know and um, I just remember that um, as well as probably the fact that the reason that film that, that night is partially burned in mind is not only because it's the first time I was like horror the night also ended with a lot of bloodshed because uh, my two, my brother and his best mate were playing football inside the house. As I said before, they played. There used to be a beam, and my best friend's mate went, jumped up to hit the ball and slammed his head, Ow. and blood just went splat <laughs> and poured out of his head, and he was just literally down his face. <laughs> so there I am, like, we just watched like we just watched like hey, like jump through, sort of coming out of someone's chest, and it's like yeah, <laughs> and his head split open, and it was like. Okay. Well, to be fair, you're playing football inside a house. Yeah, so it's, it's a dumb idea. I, it was, you know, it's a health and safety. I was just watching know. them play, and then yeah. it was like, oh, there's blood. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> Lots get, of blood. You wouldn't get the Premier League I mean, playing inside a house. Yeah, you know, all, all of it was probably wrapped up in my head, but as far as I remember, it was literally like blood just literally pouring uh, down yeah. his head. So it was like, wow. So it has been seared in my brain, and ever since that moment, I remember seeking out horror films and horror playing horror games and or just imagining horror yeah. scenarios so yeah that's where I began <laughs> no beautiful man the evil began yeah so the, and now this is yeah this is a very kind of similar one um so it I was about five or six years old um and I know because it was 1997 or 1998 I know that because me and my brothers used to watch wrestling um and I mean, I, I relapsed onto wrestling a couple of years ago <laughs> and watched it quite seriously for like a year or two. Yeah. But luckily, I'm I'm now <laughs> I'm now <laughs> cured of my wrestling demons. Um, you've been to your rehab and you yeah, are you're sorted. Um, I'm sorted now, man. <laughs> um, and there was a there was a wrestler called Kane, and he just debuted. Mm. Um, and he you know he was tearing shit up on WWE Raw. Uh, I think it was Monday nights in America, yeah, but for same. some reason on the ch- on the channel we got it was on Friday nights. Oh yeah, but then it was yeah. all delayed by quite a lot. Yeah. Like, and my parents, it, we just got um, cable TV. Like even back then, it was we would still call it cable TV. Yeah, it, it wasn't like oh, I got Sky or anything. Like we no. had this weird box. You had the little yeah, yeah the... with like thirty channels on it or something like <laughs> that, which was amazing at the time. Um, and we every Friday night, my parents would be like, "Okay, we're going to go upstairs and, and read or do something. We know you guys are going to be watching wrestling, so we'll leave you to watch wrestling." And we would watch the wrestling. We would love it. And there was a cha- there was a there was a channel. I think it might still be going, but it was called TMC. Do you remember that? Yeah. The classic movies. I yeah. think it stood for. Yeah, still going. Yeah, still going <laughs> strong. Um, they've gone through all the classics now. Um, and what we would what we would do is we would watch it. And during the breaks, because they're boring, we would just flick through other stuff. And my brothers, like I'm, I've they did. I reckon they did this on purpose, but they changed it during an advert. 
to um, the original Night of the Living Dead, you know, George oh, A. Yeah. Romero's one. And they left the room, they took the remote, and they held the door. And I was still in there. So I was five, six years old. <laughs> yeah. And I remember seeing, it was black and white, and it was slow-moving zombies, and it was terrifying. And I remember seeing this one woman zombie. Yeah, okay, it wasn't like they were covered in gore or anything no. like that. It just looked fucking horrible. Yeah. And she bent down, and she's crawling on the floor, and she starts eating a slug or something like that. And, I mean, I've, uh, yeah, I started bursting out crying. And I, I know I've cried in three of these top fights. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I was terrified, man. And it was... I remember that. I can see it happening. I can see her eating the slug. It was either a slug or a mouse that she was eating. And it was... Oh, honestly, it was so terrifying. And I was crying and I was crying. And I was crying so loud, my parents had to come down and be like, what's going on? And my brothers were laughing their heads off, you know. And then we switched it back to, to wrestling and I stopped crying. <laughs> you know, because the Hardy Boys were probably wrestling or something like that. But it was amazing, and it was it was one of the moments, I think, after that, whenever my brothers would have sleepovers, and their friends would come over, and, you know, they've snuck a, they've snuck a, a video over, and I always remember, like, Children of the Corn Free, and night one of the nightmare on elm streets or something like that somebody's got a video of it from yeah. the dad or you know back Sneak in the days it. yeah we this would, is just, yeah yeah you would buy you don't get that thrill no, anymore of sneaking it yeah. around or like if you've got access yeah. to computer, you can probably just download it and most yeah. kids most kids probably, probably get easy did. access just by watching on tv or just left to watch tv yeah, probably so you just it. but back then it was yeah. like everyone sharing yeah. this tv you've got to and you've got to yeah. fight for it you've got to fit everyone's got a video you've got yeah. to sneak around oh i've got this video yeah yeah whether it's you and know, you, you could buy like you could buy the packs of them couldn't you yeah and i always remember like you would get the labels so you know my dad had stuff like he'd he, you know he'd recorded all of the star wars films um, because we just didn't, you know, we couldn't afford to buy them. So we'd rent, you know, we, wouldn't, we would just buy them. Everyone buy them. Record, yeah. You'd record it like, yeah. so much better. Yeah, it was so, so much I easier. had so, yeah. And we had Terminator and Predator and all of those ones, which I really loved. And I don't remember us having many horror films, just because, my, you know, my, my parents don't really like them, um, which I think made them a bit more taboo yeah, for me. Yeah, made And then, <laughs> it, yeah, somebody would bring over something and... You'd look at the cover if they had, you know, if they had like the legit cover, or if not, you'd look at the side and you'd read the name and it would be like Day of the Dead, or like it was just a name and you'd be like, oh wow, this film's gonna have so many zombies in, or this film's, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> but you're not saying fuck because you're like six. <laughs> you're like, what is this? And then you just no, want to, yeah, <laughs> you just want to watch it, and yeah, yeah and I think that sticks in my mind as being not just like a really fond memory now I look back on it it's really funny at the time I was like terrified but I look back on it and I just think like wow I think that was the moment where I went I want to see more of this it yeah. makes me feel something it's not you know uh, it's not, I don't want to watch Homeward Bound anymore <laughs> <laughs> my Homeward Bound days are over yeah. my childhood is dead I'm not renting that anymore <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was the moment for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I mean that yeah that was a that was quite an enjoyable little walk down memory lane, wasn't it? Yeah, hopefully some people have got some things that you know remember them of their childhood. Yeah. If it's that, if you're um, listening of a certain age, like us in our mid to late twenties, then you should have uh, quite a few yeah. little similar memories there. Yeah, um, so I mean, I think. I mean, to me, that's been quite a quite a successful first episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just to wrap it just up, just to pat ourselves on the back. I yeah, mean, uh, go and rent Homeward Bound. Yeah, um, I definitely went that. <laughs> or maybe we'll turn that into a horror film later yeah. on this year. Um, yeah, Ari Aster's Homeward Bound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's top five. That's our first top five. But it was so that everyone got to know us and maybe yeah. a little bit better I feel like they know who we are and I feel we're, we're probably getting into it a bit more yeah. as well we, there'll we be did, a little yeah. there'll be a little period of building <laughs> of into adjustment. it we did a, obviously we did a trial run um, because we wanted to get used to it uh, and we just we chatted for like an hour and a bit about Halloween yeah. um, and it was very like it was a bit nonsensical at times because we were just jumping everywhere um, but yeah we so we kind of thought well let's do something 
where we can we can learn a bit of structure, have some fun with it, and see where things go. And that's kind of how we're going to be uh, like doing things in the future. Um, so we are going to do some retrospectives. Yeah. Uh, we know that there's a lot of stuff starting to come out about the production for Screen Five, which we both love. Um, so we're going to be looking at some of these rumors of Screen Five and some of the you know the recently is leaked the right word. I think uh, the leaked casting calls and yeah. the casting, yeah. And um, I think just moving forward, it's the top fives like we did today as well is going to yeah. be a major part. Uh, like we we like our little top five lists yeah. and our favourite and sharing our own thoughts. And I also think that uh, going forward, we will be doing. Um, <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up there. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. If say that. I don't know if we're going to edit this either. So this, <laughs> this I just been, I just lost my train of thought. We were doing there. so well, man. I was doing so well, and I just lost it at the end there. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and obviously, we're, we're going to try and release episodes fortnightly. Uh, yeah. See how we get on with that. We are on. Uh, the big old Twitter at uh, CMTH Podcast. Um, come and follow us. Let us know some of your favourite horror memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, have to get that in there, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>